Welcome to Zach and Steve Have a Podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Steve. And this is our 30th episode. Episode of 30. Zach and Steve Have a Podcast. Like, okay, what, at what point does it get annoying that we like mark every single <laughs> milestone? Milestone. It's like every two episodes. We're like, can you believe this is 22? <laughs> yeah. They haven't taken us off the air. We're in control. That's true. <laughs> of what gets left on the air and what doesn't. Yeah. yeah. As long as you guys keep listening. Yeah. We were actually, we were pleasantly surprised by the amount of listeners. We finally got a hold of all of our analytics. Analytics. And it's like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. People we, do. People are listening. A lot of people do listen to that. And that's great. We're so glad that, uh, listen, uh, we don't take this for granted. I don't take it for granted. Um, you know, our intention behind this is all from the very beginning has always been serving people. This yeah. is not ser- like we're not indulging in our own humor. <laughs> like, is that the right word? Well, Indul- I think we might be. I don't. I don't. I. I. I try not to. Like, I. I honestly, think we enjoy it. I. I That's what I mean. Listen, I enjoy sitting down with you. Yeah. And talking and having fun with you. And we and we've said from the very beginning we we're going to be do we do this anyway yeah like we're we're having these conversations we I mean we we're not studying our Bibles together this is actually kind of a neat thing yeah. that we've never done before to study the Bible together and and share that study with other people but at, at, at the heart of this it's it's about just okay one more way to bring God's word into your life and also like some good clean fun yeah as well into people's lives. Um, you know, because there's so much, there's so much unpleasant stuff in the right. world, and so much negative stuff out there. I, I, I like to know that we're making, yeah, having some level. Not that we're having an impact. I don't want to say it that way, but we're we're doing something that is positive. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's it's a pleasure. Zach, I'm glad we get to do this. Oh, yeah, you're man. making me it's feel good. Oh, warm and fuzzy inside. Right, it's only 30 episodes in. By episode <laughs> 60, we might be each other's throat. <laughs> Zach and Steve don't talk to each other all week until they sit behind the mics. And <laughs> Zach and Steve used to have a podcast. <laughs> it's like, well, remember remember um, Mike and Mike? Yeah. In the morning? Yeah, the, I, the ESPN talk I, show. I love that. They yeah. actually, so they came to my school one time. Oh, yeah? At Pitt. When I was at Pitt, no they way. did a live show. Um and I got to go to it uh, because my buddy was part of the sports broadcast okay. um, program. And he's like, dude, I got an extra seat. You want to go see Mike and Mike? I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yes, I love Mike and Mike. And then you find out, like, down the road, those guys hated each other. <laughs> they didn't get along. They hated each other. <laughs> they, had yeah. good, they had good, like, camaraderie, They though. did. They, it was great, but they yeah. didn't talk to each other off the mic. Oh, yeah? Like, as soon as they walked away from each other, they literally walked away from one another. It wasn't always like that from day one. Uh, but after a couple of years, those guys no longer, like, I mean, it's documented. Oh, yeah? They didn't talk to one another anymore. Uh, they only talked when they had to, which was on the air. Like in breaks and stuff, they wouldn't even look at each other. It was yeah, it was unfortunate. I'm like, oh man, that was awful. I I don't think they were friends going into it though. I think it was just, hey, your name's Mike and your name's Mike. Let's put you together. Yeah, it was a great show though. I loved Mike and Mike. That was my favorite sports talk radio show. Yeah. Anyway, do you have any good stories, Stevie? You know, Zach. No. <laughs> I got a story for Go you. Good. You you start. Maybe they'll spark spark my. So yesterday, yes, um, is kind of a reward for both me and my son. I, I love I love doing things with my son. Oh, that's good. Like I'm outings. glad you like doing stuff with yeah, your son. Like outings and stuff, being intentional and and kind of, you know, putting 
in the fatherly thing to do, you know, take take my son out and do something fun. Like have father son time. Father son time. Yeah. Incredibly important. I've been very busy lately, um, getting ready for stuff here at church, stuff at work, and I've been. I feel like I've been neglecting time as a father, doing extra stuff with the kids. So, I, I finished up some a big project I had going on, and and I said, you know what, we're gonna do something fun. So the Penguins were playing last night. I said, Elliot, let's go to the Penguins game. He'd Ooh. never been to a Pittsburgh Penguins game before. That's awesome. Uh, oh yeah, he. We went. We've been to. We went to the NCAA tournament when it was in town. Yeah, you went to Peterson. In, no, it, it was at the uh, PPG Paints. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, I thought that the, was the at the big P. arena. Nope, it was down at the big arena. So we had been there for that in the spring, and he loved it. He that, talks about it all yeah. the time. That's cool. So making memories, like that's that's what I I love doing. You know, something mm-hmm. something because I always look back at the those big you know, events I did with my dad. You know, you don't really remember the mundane stuff as much, but sure. you remember, like, the big thing you went here sure. and did this and that. So th- those are the things I kind of want to do. So anytime you do something with Elliot, it's a trip. Like, this kid, is, he's a funny kid. He always, something always happens that's out of the out of the realm of normal. He's the best. It, Our yeah. sons are so yes. awesome because they both are outside the box. Yes, they're... He's not really a big sports fan, but he likes no. big events and stuff Neither like that. Luke. So it, recently, when I've been watching the Penguins um, on in the evenings, he'll come and sit down and he has questions and stuff. So I thought, yeah. you know, maybe this is maybe he's finally going to get into sports and that. that'd be great. So we right after work, you know, get the tickets. We got up in the upper deck, just fine, just in, in the in the arena. Actually, when you're up high for a hockey game, you have a pretty good angle of what's going on, and it's sometimes it's better than even being right on the glass. Right on the glass, you can't really see very well. I've been down there before. But when you're up a little bit higher, you've got, you got the whole vision. So we're up there, um, rowdy bunch of people up there, and he, Elliot's in his element when he's around people that are, like, into something. So we're up there having fun. Okay. So... Um, I asked him, I said, when do you want, because we always, if we go to a, a baseball game or like we went to that basketball thing, he, he loves going to the concessions, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what he looks forward to most is going to get something to eat, right? So we get there and I said, so what do you want? Do you want, he was like, I'm between popcorn and nachos. I'm like, all right. He's, he's, he's been on this nacho kick. Um, so we've been getting nachos. He likes uh, the nachos from Taco Bell the best. <laughs> but I don't, oh, I gosh. Don't like the, he likes stale chips. That's I his guess, favorite. I guess. The staler, <laughs> the better. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, I'll wait a little bit. Not not the beginning of the game. We'll get it at the first intermission. All right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first period's done. Um, we get up. We, we go up. We're in the line for uh, to get our nachos. And he's like, I have to use the restroom. Okay. Okay. Now this is an ongoing gag with Elliot. Every time we go somewhere, this kid uses every restroom uh, that we go yes, to. So yes. I, I knew this was going to happen. All right. Yep. So we get there. We go. We go. In, we go in the restroom, and he like disappears. Okay. Because he's little, and there's all kinds of big men, and everyone's wearing yellow and black. Like, yeah. <laughs> and Are you guys in jerseys? <laughs> well, I had on my jersey. He had on a a hoodie. Yeah. A Steelers hoodie. So it's yellow and black, like like yeah. everyone else's. But he's you know small. Everyone else is really big. So I'm trying to find him. So I finally found him. He, he you know, he's done. He he goes and he washes his hands. And so I'm waiting by the door mm-hmm. for him to come out. And he comes up to me and he goes, "Dad, I've got water in my pocket, the pocket of my hoodie." <laughs> and I go, "What?" And so he bends a little bit, and water comes pouring out of his hoodie pocket. <laughs> 
I'm like, what's happening? Where did you get this water? He's like, I don't know. So I like, I go over and I start lifting his hoodie pocket, like in the front there, and water is gushing out of it. Like, like I don't know. Like I took a water bottle and like dumped it Just upside down. Water I mean, there must have been. 20 ounces of water in this kid's Please pocket. Please tell me there was like a fish in that pocket as well. <laughs> like, he's like, oh, I, so thought, like, I thought Goldie wanted to come so along. Like, so we were standing by like the the the, the, the uh, towel dispensers to dry your hands. And people are like going past like laughing at this water pouring out of this little boy's pocket. I'm like, Elliot, where did you get this water? He was like, I don't know. He was like, whenever before we left, I put my water bottle in my pocket. He was like, but I left it at home. And I said, well... That was three hours ago, buddy. There's no way that water could have been sloshing around in your pocket you for just three hours. And just realize it now. And it how, didn't soak air, through. How watertight <laughs> is this pocket? <laughs> it's just a regular... It's a like, hoodie it's pocket? It's just a hoodie pocket. Like, so you're talking about the one that like is connected in the center? In the front, yeah. Like, yeah, it's, just a, it's, it's literally a pocket. It's literally a hoodie pocket full yeah. of water. My only guess was when he was washing his hands that somehow the water from him washing his hands went straight into his pockets. <laughs> That is absolutely <laughs> impossible. I don't know. Or when he was like... You, or improbable. Uh, he didn't have water. I have no idea. I, I, so I've been called a Moses, like bringing water from the rock. Oh, like, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so, come on. He's messing with you. <laughs> I don't know if there's a thing where, like, people... When when you're like you if, when you're men you use the urinal in the restroom if like there's a thing where you dump water from a water bottle into somebody's hoodie pocket is that a thing no this is what happened this is what happened I get I guess I, I could I could see my son doing this he wanted to test to see if if his pocket could hold water <laughs> and then he was embarrassed by the fact that he put it in there because he didn't want to get in trouble when he said I just put water in it I just wanted to see what would happen because like that is exactly what Luke would do. Like they would just, he would just do it because our sons are experimenters. They're yeah. testers. They're, they're, but they're, he wouldn't have done that in, in the restroom mind. at the hockey game. Why not? Because he has nachos on his mind. <laughs> no, I, buddy, I'm telling you, things pop in. And I'm not saying our sons are the exact same, but like ideas, <laughs> thoughts. He, he's just he in front the of the water. He's like, I wonder if my pocket could hold this water. <laughs> and then he's like, <laughs> he, he shovels it in. And then he's like, I got, but now what? <laughs> it was just funny because he upstanded by at, at the exit of the restroom. He comes up to me like this look on his face, like Dad, my pocket. How full much of water? water? There was so much water. Okay, so it was like full of water. It was. I don't. I I couldn't believe now, how much water was listen, coming out of this pocket. I'm not, uh, not at all like saying your son lied to you or anything <laughs> like that. I'm just saying from like from my perspective of what Luke would do, Luke would have gone into the bathroom. He would have stared off into space for a minute because he's thinking like how his, like science can play into whatever he's doing, like how he could test something while he's in the bathroom. And he's like, I wonder if I put water in the pocket, if it would hold or if it would seep through. Well, Let's try it. Well, his theory, I don't I don't think so, because his theory was it's been in there for three hours. And I said, that doesn't make sense. It's it's going to seep through for if it's been in your pocket for three okay. hours. Okay. So your your thought was there's this new prank. Well where guys pour You know what, man? Maybe that was it. Maybe some dude was like 
<laughs> that's into a ten year old that's pocket. That's thing. Nothing makes sense. No, nothing makes sense. Like somebody this. just took a. But that is a wa- decent prank. Like if if you're Dude, standing that'd be there, a good if prank. you had a water bottle, put it in somebody's hoodie pocket. That's a good prank. Yeah, not we, not that we say you should. No, do you that. should not do that. Not, that's not so do messed that at up. All. I hate pranks. Yeah, I am not. A, I used to be a prank guy. I am no longer a prank guy. Because uh, we've, we've got you with some pranks over the years. <laughs> we ever talked about this? No. We ever talked about the pranks no. we pranked you with? Oh. No. So, so the best prank. Oh, so you were going to talk about it? Yeah, we are. You didn't even ask. Can what I if I had? What if I had a story that I wanted to tell? Steve, do you have a story you want to no, tell? No, I don't. Go ahead. Tell your <laughs> you stupid story. about the pranks. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's like, it's annoying. Why? Because I don't do anything to you guys. Well, this was a long time ago. And I also did stuff in retaliation all the time. You did. You, or, you or pranked us. I've also instigated yeah. a lot. Yeah. Or pushed yeah. you guys to the brink of, we have to get him back just because he's like, he's just always at us. So the best prank we ever did to Steve. We've done a couple to you over the years. Yeah. The, we, the, we, the big one is the one that you want yeah, to talk about. I do. What was the other one? Maybe, maybe we didn't. You pranked us by putting you. Well, I'll let you tell that story afterwards. Yeah, oh, but that, okay. that was like my favorite retaliation ever. <sighs> then I got you back again. Anyway, did you? Yeah. Anyway, um. <laughs> I don't remember this. Go ahead. So we've been we've been friends for a long time. Yes, I don't know how many years ago this was. Ten years ago, maybe. Probably. Because mm-hmm. you yeah, lived yeah, in your probably, old house. Probably yeah. We've been in our new house for five years. And I think Tessa was just a baby. Yes, she was. So probably probably nine or ten years ago yeah. this happened. Okay. So we used to do this thing in the ministry where we would have an ongoing competition between... Um, call it the challenge. Call it the challenge between grade levels yep. on Wednesday night. So there'd be we'd play games and we would keep a, a running tally of your score for yep. your grade. Because on Wednesday nights, it used to be by grade level. We would have yeah. senior high... Not senior high, but like 11th and 12th grade, 10th grade, 9th, 8th. Yeah, because you guys were grade. 11th and 12th grade, right? Yes. And I was 7th grade. And so the grades would compete against each other, playing yeah. these games, and yeah. we'd keep track of them. And Think the win- to yourselves, Medieval Times, the restaurant show, but instead of jousting. Medieval Times, the restaurant show? You've I've never, never even heard of that. <laughs> what is that? You, you've never experienced the joy of Medieval Times? No. Then you, you sir, have missed out. <laughs> On an opera. I don't think anybody's heard That's it. That's it. I have a story when you're done with this. Go ahead. All right. So the winning grade would get, I think it was like a couple hundred dollars to go and do a big event. That was, that was the prize at the end of the year. We didn't have prizes every night. It was one big prize at the end of the year, and you competed for it all year long. So our team won, okay? Mm-hmm. And they wanted to go to the Olympic Fun Center and just use all that money for tokens, and we're going to go yeah. play the arcade there. So that's what yep. we did. Yep. So we all went there, played the arcade. There's maybe eight, ten in, in our small group. Um, so when they were done, they got all their tickets together, and we went up to the ticket counter, yeah. and they decided what they were going to do is they were going to buy, put, put, you know, pull all of our resources, and use all the tickets to buy little trolls. Troll it, dolls. Troll like the dolls. Miniature troll dolls. They had two different styles. That, One was an before, angel. This is before the new movie. This is like <laughs> the the original looking ugly troll doll. Yeah. One was an angel troll, right? Yeah, it looked like an angel and it, it, had like pink hair. And what was the other one? Was it a 
Was it like a devil troll? No, it wasn't a devil troll. It was something else. But like one had green hair, one had pink hair. Yeah. And they were small. They were like an inch tall. Yes. They're tiny. E- each one was only two tickets. Yeah. And so they had we had hundreds of tickets. We had like a thousand tickets. Yeah. So they used, <laughs> they put, put all their tickets together and bought trolls with all of them. So we, yes. we must have had 500 trolls. Yes. Little small things. They yeah. put them in a big, <laughs> a big garbage yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yep. <laughs> we slung this thing over our shoulder. We're like, what are we going to do with these 500 plus trolls that we have? I know what we're going to do. We're going to take them at Pastor Steve's house and dump them in his yard. So that's what we did on the way home. You're not even, you're not even commenting on this. You're not even saying Just the look on your face. Your story. We we get out. We drive by his house. We've got our van with the uh, sliding door. So we hit the button. The door slide open. Yep. Two students come out with these garbage bags and just start chucking little trolls on Steve's yard. All of a sudden, the door swings open. Here comes Steve, half-dressed. I am not half-dressed. <laughs> you dressed. are half-dressed. No, I had shorts on, and I had... Like I an had, undershirt. I, did no. You look like, yes, you did. You had an undershirt on that you I had threw. my red... I remember I, I had my red that hoodie on. threw the red hoodie over the undershirt. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. I threw my red hoodie on. Okay. Yes. yes. And so you come sprinting out, yelling, what are you doing? Oh, I got, cl- I, I'd never run faster. I was going to destroy the one kid. It's a, it was like this, this uh, mission impossible operation. Cause we had the sliding door open, like get back in here. So they like yeah, dive into the van. We, sl- we sl- so th- slam the this door is not and the drive story off. You be telling our, our parents that we don't do stuff like this at all anymore. We're old. This is when we were in our twenties. Yeah. We don't, yeah, we don't prank anymore because Steve got so mad. And no, so it, it was not after this that I got mad about pranking. <laughs> but the, the funny part was you couldn't find them all, and you just decided you're just going to run them over with your no, lawnmower. I, here, here's the <laughs> truth. I decided long before that, like, I, I, I picked up some of them just to appease. I, I, I never intended to get them all. <laughs> I, I cut those things up for years. <laughs> years. I would just see little troll heads flying. <laughs> And I cut my grass. I didn't care. I didn't care. That was a great prank. Yeah, that was really good, Zach. Anyway, let's get into the Bible. So that's it. You're going to tell us about. We're at the 20 minute mark, man. So medieval. We'll see medieval times for uh, the next podcast for Tuesday. But how about your prank? We save that for Tuesday as well. No, I'll tell. Okay, so my. I don't think it was a direct retaliation because it was several years later that we did this one. This this has been building up. There have been other animosity been building up. Yeah, like the the truth is, Zach and I really are like Mike and Mike, and we don't talk. <laughs> that's not no, true. At all. No, that's not true. Um, so yeah, so Sarah and I for our wedding, uh, our our um, keepsake, whatever you know. Like, yeah, you put everyone got to take home. Yeah, what do you call that? Your, your, the yeah. take the favor. Yeah, your favor. The, yeah. Our wedding favor was uh, so our, we had we had a Christmas wedding. Our yeah. our wedding was on our our anniversary is December twenty first. Um, so it was a Christmas wedding, and so we did ornaments, like red bulbs that said, you know, Steve and Sarah Mikulski and the date on it, and then, like, a Aww. really or- ornate, like, hook on it that had, like, a little, um, like, crystal bead in the center. It was really, they were nice. So you could put them on your Christmas tree. So you could put, put it, it up every Christ- year and remember Steve and be- Sarah's Yeah, wedding. you could remember our wedding. <laughs> we just watched our wedding not that long ago. Did you? Yeah. I was you're, really embarrassed by a lot of the choices that we made. <laughs> 
<laughs> for what? Like you're beardless. You know, it, it was, well, it's not even like the beardless. It was just like choices I made for, or like we were like you watch it again. You know, 15 years later, and it's like, oh my goodness, we were so young. It, it was. It wasn't like choices for, like Sarah and I made. It was more like the traditions of that day. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, they don't do that anymore. I wish we wouldn't have done it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like uh like odd odd net, just little odd things. Yeah. Here and there. Like I really like that and I don't have a problem with it. And it was like, you know, it's our wedding day, but weddings just don't take place in churches barely at all anymore. I'm like, oh, I've been really nice to like have one of those barn weddings. Mm-hmm. So maybe for 25 years, Sarah and I will renew our vows. In a barn. In a barn. What's that say? I don't know. I don't, I'm, not a, I'm not a barn wedding kind of guy. I'm a barn wedding kind of guy. I've done I'm going to start my marriage, you know, in a barn. Like, hey, I hey, guess Jesus was Where born. did Jesus yeah, start? In a, in, oh, actually, Jesus was in a cave. Or, or like a tower. I don't know. A manger. A manger. A manger. A manger's, manger's, manger's trough. trough. Yeah. It was yeah. a cave. Or a... Or, yeah. Like, anyway, so anyway. we had a bunch of these bulbs left over because <laughs> either people didn't take them home or like, we just made tons of them. We made hundreds of these things. And I didn't make them. Uh, some Somebody made them for our way. I can't remember who did. I think it was somebody that my mom worked with. So anyway, we had like hundreds of these things left over. So in retaliation, Sarah and I, I think you were you guys on vacation? No, you're just gone for the day. I think you were just on like you're doing work. something. Maybe you're at work. We went and we took all these bulbs and we found out that if you threw these bulbs up with the hooks on them, they would just hook to a branch. <laughs> you threw these things 50 feet up yeah. in, up into these trees yeah, in our house, all over Zach and Laura's brand new house. Yeah. We, we just moved in. You guys had just moved in. This and, was like our, your welcoming. And we wanted place. to help. Well, like we wanted to help you with your Christmas decorating. So we threw these bulbs into I, every I tree. I just left them up. You did. Like so <laughs> like, I think yeah, they're all great. They're, they're all gone now, right? No, that's that was the retaliation prank. We we got them all up. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm saying there's none of them are left in the trees no, no, at no. all. We got them all down. Yeah. But then you retaliated by what'd you guys do? I put them all in a bag and and for Christmas party at, at the Mikulski's house one year, our our gift for the white elephant was a big garbage bag full of, full of those ornaments. And, and also, I think we had like, uh, fake snow like and faint snow and paint. Yeah. And it was, uh, the box was titled, uh, Decorate Your <laughs> your Youth Pastor's House. Yeah. And it had a picture of your house and like decorations on how to use Brandon, these. Brandon decorated our house <laughs> during a Bible study I was doing. <laughs> yeah. So I was not happy about uh, that. Yeah, you're... That, I thought it was ingenious because he you, he knew you couldn't come out and do anything because you were inside actually doing a Bible study. Yeah, thank you. But anyway. Anyway. So we are in. <laughs> I can tell you love talking about this stuff. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm just like, I, yeah. it's not that I'm upset about it. It's just that it feels like a different life. Yeah. It feels like a different uh We've matured age. as youth leaders. Is that no, a good thing? I think, I think we just got old. I don't know if it's maturity. I think I was trying to be nice to us. What's that? Instead of saying if we've aged, we have we have, <laughs> we cert- have, we we have, have certainly aged. Zach, we were talking about uh, Sermon on the Mount. Yes, and so we worked through it uh, last week. We were talking about the blessings, the like, beatitudes, the beatitudes, yes. the blessings. Um, they're not the happies. They're not the happies. They're the blessings. Blessings are deeper than happy. It yes. goes along with the idea of joy. It's long-lasting. Yes. Because everything that Jesus talks about in the Beatitudes, 
none of it's f- like necessarily fun. Yeah. It's like, like happy or the, the meek or like, happy. Which is or my the, favorite yeah, one is the right. meek aspect is the gentle and the sensitive. Blessed are those who are gentle because they're the ones that are actually going to inherit the earth. Why? Because it's it's through their sensitivity and kindness and care and compassion right. that will yeah. do those things. And so Jesus presents all this in this counterintuitive, countercultural kind of way, like going against the grain. This is what makes Jesus divisive as an individual. Uh, people didn't like him for right. this reason because he wasn't telling them what they wanted to hear. They wanted to hear that they were justified in their anger. They were justified in their um, their sinful ways, yes. like or at least some of it, not all of it. Some of it they would have said, oh, of course that's sinful. And that's what we were going to talk about today because, um, I mean, right after that, Jesus talks about what is salt and light, Yeah. Um, which I think is so straightforward. I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I didn't want to spend a lot of time talking about that or – um, I mean, it's important to know that Jesus did come to fulfill the law. Yes. <laughs> Just the next aspect right after salt and light. Like, we're called to be salt and light to the earth. What is salt, Zach? It is a flavoring that you put on things. It's a, yeah, it's an enhancer. Yes. And it's also a preservative. Yes. Very so, good. So, yeah. So it, it, it preserves the heart. Like, yes. is what Jesus is saying, and preserves the heart, and it also enhances life. Uh, so it's that's the saltiness of it. Light is what? It, it's the thing that helps us see see yeah. out of everything, we see ref- out of the darkness. We reflect Christ. We, so, we, yes, yeah. we are a reflection. We are bringing the good into all things. And if I, if I sound like I'm breathing heavy, it's because I can't breathe through my nose right now. <laughs> it's not fun. I'm all congested. Um, and then it says Christ came to fulfill the law. Another thing that's important to remember, but I don't want to dwell on it too, too long, because the thing I want to talk about today yes, specifically is this idea of anger. Right. Uh, now, Jesus uses the example of murder, right. which is you talk, he, 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 what Jesus is doing now is he's playing in his sermon on the Mount, he's playing off the Ten Commandments. Yes. So the first half of the Ten Commandments, the first five commandments are about how to honor God. Mm-hmm. And the second half, the other five, are how to essentially honor one another, which goes right to the, why does Jesus say this is the greatest commandment, is to love God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength, because that covers the first five commandments anyway, and love your neighbor as yourself. And everybody treats it like it's like this brand new idea, and it's like, no, that was God's idea from the very beginning, from Exodus 20. That's (laughs) that's what he said. Uh, That's what he gave Moses. But Jesus makes it so simple, right? It's easier to understand. It's like, oh, okay. But how do we love our neighbor better, right? And the Pharisees thought they were doing a great job, and Jesus is coming to explain to them, actually, you're not. Not so much, yeah, chief. Because in verse twenty-one here, it says, "You have you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment." So, if I'm a person. I mean, not too many people have murdered people out there, and especially these Pharisees who are, you know, they're, they're the high and mighty. They're the religious elite and looking down upon, you know, the, the normal folk. The lesser folk. Yes. And so they're like, I never murdered anyone before. But what, what Jesus is getting at here is the heart issue that, yes. that's going on. And like you said, you know, dealing with the anger that we have in our life. And Jesus says, you know, you've heard it said, don't murder anyone. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with the brother and sister will be subject to judgment. Yep. Just like just like a murderer, just would like be. a murderer would, and you, and that's that's a whole different level of accountability. Yep, and 
oh no, I need to reassess how I'm looking yeah. at my life. Because we're angry every day. Yeah. I can't, I, mean, th- I mean, there are people that you, I... You, you, get ang- you, you were angry when I was telling that story about, about throwing those bulbs. No, actually, you threw no, the bulbs. I, I threw, threw the, the bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even remember your story. I kind of remember my story. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but yes, I, was get, I, I wasn't really angry. I was a little irritated. <laughs> uh, he, he, I think what part of that was was Sarah and I, too, were like brand new parents yeah. when that happened. We were exhausted. And then some knucklehead <laughs> comes into my yard and starts throwing these baby troll dolls all over my yard, which I'm like, are you kidding me? One more thing I have to do now? Yeah. It was insane. Yeah, you were I, mad. I was, I was not happy that day. <laughs> and the kid I almost caught. <laughs> I don't know what I would have done with them if I would have caught them. I was close. <laughs> you were running. Oh, I, I, I don't know like, if I've ever run faster. Yeah, you, 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 you like channeled your inner Forrest Gump on that one. My, my Air Force <laughs> Gump. I had a kid. I was in Walmart one time, and I was running from one side to the other. And I was an adult. Okay. Like, I was like 25, 26. Why? Huh? Why were you running in Walmart? <sighs> you know, Zach, sometimes... This goes back to the days where I tried to do everything real fast. Now I've just realized, so like, just take your time, dude. Just like, so you, this was a common thing. I'm going to Walmart. I want no, to get no, done no. Okay. quick. This is what happened. I want to put on my Nikes so I can run, exactly. run between the aisles. Listen, I've never Nikes. Psh, psh. No, it's probably Nikes. Anyway, so uh, no, Sarah asked me to go grab something on the other side of the store. Have you ever been to the Hermitage Walmart? It's it's an aircraft hangar. Yeah. Like, you go to one like side. Most the other. Yeah. I mean, but that one in Hermitage is, ma- it was like one of the biggest in oh, the country yeah. for a while. Now it's like one of the smaller ones, probably. <laughs> they just keep getting bigger and bigger. Um, but anyway, so I'm running from one side to the other. And this 10-year-old kid goes, run, Forrest, run. <laughs> As I'm running fast, I'm like, number one, how's this kid even know that? He's 10. I've seen you run. You resemble Forrest Gump when you run. Forrest Gump is a very good runner. He was excellent. He like ran across the country I, I used three to, times. I used to be a much faster runner than I am now. Now <laughs> I, I barely can move. Back in my 20s. You were speedy. I was a little bit more speedy. Anyway, but that, that made me mad. How did we get on this topic? I don't know. Oh, because we were saying that I ran after you guys when you dropped the yeah. trolls. Can we get back to the subject? Yeah. At the task? We're talking about the anger. Ta- I'm just, I'm just, I'm trying to get you worked up so you can show us what anger is all about. Zach, I don't get angry anymore. That's true. I get, I get even. (laughs) Which is what we're talking about right now. Actually, yeah, that's kind of getting at the heart of. Yeah, we are getting at the heart of what we're talking about because the idea is that this, um, the topic of murder is so grand, grandiose that people don't think like they'll ever commit murder. Now, obviously, there's murderers out there. There's people that do that have have done that, and we can look at that and be like, oh, they they've committed like the sin, the sin that we're told not to commit. But Jesus is saying, look within yourself. If I say that I hate you, Zach, I I'm essentially saying that I, I want no part of you. I'm I'm killing you in my heart. Like yeah. I'm removing you from my life. That's what hatred is. Right. Is the absolute removal of someone from your life because you don't accept them, you don't care about them. I think we have to be cautious how we use the word acceptance because then the opposite would be love is acceptance, and that's not right. true, <laughs> okay? Because love and hate do not come with accepting and not accepting. It's more along the lines of I want you in my life, I don't want you in my life. Right. Acceptance is another thing. Um, but when we talk about... Uh, it, I mean, sometimes this is, uh, this, this is, you know, because this is a thing that I struggle with, 
I don't often look at it from God's perspective and say to myself, how I treat others and how I view others within myself goes against what God's calling me to and what he wants from me. And when I ignore that, I could just, you know, play it off. But like if I... Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a hard issue. It's, yeah. We are the Ten Commandments. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself, right? Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus sums it up in, when he talks about the greatest commandment. When we, like you said about murdering someone versus being angry, it's just caring for people and, and valuing them enough to have want to have a relationship or just want to love them in the way that God loves them. Yep. And sometimes in our heart, we just, like you said, I'm angry at you. You have, you are, I, I don't even want anything to do with you mm-hmm. anymore. I have m- murdered you in a sense that no longer do I want you part of my life and no longer do I care anything about your well-being. Yep. Right. It, I would be all right if you weren't even here anymore. Yep. Like sometimes we get that way with people who make, who do things to us, you know, that, um, make us angry, whatever that could be. Um, maybe it's somebody at school, work, somebody just drives you nuts. Maybe it's a, a friend, yep. you know, that does something and, and we get, and we, we lose that sense of love, Yep, brotherly love, you know, godly love for the other person, caring about their well-being, desiring them to have a relationship with God, loving them enough that they would, that we would, you know, step in and help them, whatever that may be. Yes. We, we lose that. And so Jesus is is teaching here, you know, murdering obviously is wrong, mm-hmm. but not loving people like it's I love them wrong. is just as wrong. It's just as bad. And here's the thing: this is where it all stems from because I think it's it's imp- I mean, as important as it is for us to point out the fact that anger is, a, a, what do we do with it? Yeah. Like, okay, I, I'm an angry person. Yeah. I'm not, and I'm not, I mean, I, I am personally, I can be an angry person. I'm saying, if we're saying to ourselves, I'm an angry person. Okay. Now wh- what do I do with it? Right. Well, okay. Like what we have to do is step back and, and look at this analytically. Okay. Why am I angry? What is causing my anger? Yeah. What's triggering me? What's triggering my anger? And what it all comes down to when we talk about heart issues is the self. What makes us angry is typically... Uh, it could be a reflection of so many different things. And that's why we have to sit back and start questioning, okay, what, why am I being triggered by this? And it's usually because we're, we're lacking something within ourselves or we're seeing ourselves in someone else and we don't like it about ourselves. And it's easier for us to, to say like, to, you know, pick up on it on someone else and put them down. But what we're ultimately doing is saying, this is what I am, and I don't accept it for myself. That's like if I'm angry with my kids, for example, and not that I'm like angry, angry with my kids, like where I'm like screaming at them. Yeah. I'm saying, but like if I get if I get irritated with something my kids are doing, it's usually because I'm like oh, they're doing the same thing I would do. Why are they doing that? Right. Or if I'm irritated with somebody else, it's usually because I could do that better. Why? Like stop yeah. doing it that way. Do it my way. So it all comes down to this. It all boils down to one primary issue, which is our pride. Yeah, we have this pride within ourselves. Or I mean, when I was talking about the kids, it's really uh, a, maybe it's a shamefulness, and and maybe our kids, our children, are a separate issue here. Let's talk about anger with other people that are not our children. 
because with our children, we do see ourselves within our kids. Outside of our children, though, when we're talking about like people that we, you know, we work with, we do life with, our friends, um, you know, work associates, all that kind of stuff. Um, when we really look at that, why we get angry a lot of times is because people do things in a way that we wouldn't do it. Yeah. And so that irritates us because we think that we know best. <clears throat> yeah. That's usually, the, I mean, that's the root of a lot of anger. It's the yeah. root of all sin, really, is, is pride, the pridefulness yeah. of man. We could say that about everything. If we got into lust today, why do we have lustful eyes? Well, it's because I think I deserve whatever I see. You know, right. that's, I mean, that's not just people, that's anything. I could right. lust after whatever I want to. Uh, but when it comes to anger, it's because that person is is doing something in a way that I wouldn't do it, and therefore I hate them for it. Yeah, and that's wrong. Right. That's where we need to check ourselves and say, "Okay, God, humble my heart and allow me to love that person despite the fact that I don't love what they're doing." Yeah. And that doesn't. And this is why we. I said a little bit ago that does not mean we accept right a person right. But exactly. that does not mean that we cannot love, and that's uh, this is this is that caveat point uh, or that hinge point that a lot of people struggle with, especially within the realm of Christianity, is like, okay, well, if I love them, then I accept them. No, no, no. That's what the world says. Right. God says we could love everybody, but not accept their sinful nature. Why? Because it's not of God. Right. And so, if it's not of God. We don't need to accept it either, but we can't accept the person. We can love that person and care for that person, allow them into our lives, not to be an influence now, mind you, but to to recognize that this person is broken just like I was. Right. And I can be prideful and say, I'm better than you. Right. Or we could say to ourselves, I can care for this person just right. as God cared for me. And then once God gets a hold of their hearts, he'll change them and transform them. Right. And Jesus is speaking to these Pharisees here, and that is what they are doing. Yep. They are, you know, lording over the the common folk that um, they're right and they're wrong. And they look down upon them and they don't accept them, like you said, or they don't love them. Yes. They don't love them. And and they and um and so what Jesus is saying here is, you know, you are the the religious leaders, you are kind of my representatives, you know, because back then people didn't have like copies of scripture like we had. Exactly. It was, They're, it was the people that, that could, could read. A lot of people couldn't even read. Yeah. Right? Like we've talked about before the illiterate were the ones that were really lorded over the most because they were under the control of what other people said. Right. And so it was, it was these people's responsibility to show God's love and they weren't doing that. No. And so Jesus would be doing things that were opposed to their customs. For instance, he would heal someone on the Sabbath. What, 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 what does that mean? Well, I am loving this person, you know, more so than a custom or a tradition, right? Now, the, the, the religious leaders, the Pharisees, would think, you're, you're being a hypocrite. You're being, you're being terrible by doing this. Yep. And Jesus is saying, no, no, no. You're missing the whole point of why God gave us this law. Yes. It was, like you said, Steve, to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, strength, mm -hmm. and then to love each other as ourself. Mm -hmm. and, and you're missing that. You're, yeah. missing, you're missing what, 
what the purpose was for giving this. It wasn't so you can follow these rules. It was so you can love people. Yep. And, and that was missed. Yep. And so Jesus has come and teaching them these things. Okay, so sure, you're not murdering anyone, but guess what you're also not doing? You're not loving like, mm-hmm. like you should be because you are my representatives. You are... You you know you should know you should know the law you should know God's love. These people might not understand this at the level that you you should, yep. and you are not showing it and you are not teaching it. And I am coming to set the record straight. This is what this is what God's kingdom is all about. Yes. You've been missing it for centuries, and and I'm coming to fulfill this. I am coming to be the fulfillment of what what yep. what God has taught and what God has promised, and. That that's that's who I am, and that that that's yeah. what I'm teaching right now. And so Jesus says in in this passage, or in this passage, in this part of his message, he says, "All right, and now if this is something that you've done against someone else, go and be reconciled with that person, because yeah. your offerings are invalid to me." Yeah, that's or to, on to the Father. I don't think we've got to that yet. Well, we didn't read it, but I just, I just wanted to yeah. sum it up. Okay, because we're already at. I don't know what minute mark we've. This this is going to be a very heavily edited podcast. <laughs> um, anyway, but Jesus goes on to say, "Go now and be reconciled with the person before you even before you come to me." Yeah. All right, if you have an offering for me, if you, if you're coming to worship me, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go to that person that you have an issue with, or if they have an issue with you, for that matter. And be reconciled to one another. Because if you have anger in your heart towards someone, whether you were the, the the cause or you're the one that was on the receiving end, be reconciled with that person. Not that if you were on the receiving end, it's your responsibility to make sure that everything's okay. But God wants us to care enough about each other, to love each other enough, to go to each other and say, like, we could speak in love to one another using God's love um, to, to work through whatever we're going through. Yeah, and then put it behind us and care for one another. What God wants all the time is unity with His people. Yeah, and what what do we do when we're left to our own devices? Disunity. Yeah. <laughs> we we split. Right. We dissolve y- unity. We we dissolve unions. We we push ourselves away from each other because I'm better than this person. I do things better than this person. Like, and we all end up in this, all these separate camps. Yep. And we're like, see, look, I'm the right one. We're all the right one. And then God's like, no, but I need you to be there with that person. That broken person needs you. Right. Like you being off in your own camp does not do any good to everyone, to the populace. We need one another. If we just hold off and like, and we just only associate and we only commune with people that are see life the same way, we're going right back to what the Pharisees were. Right? <laughs> they, 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 they were all right in their minds, so they communed with one another, they cared for one another, and they didn't really care about anybody else. They just lorded over other people. Right. And so, like, it's a very dangerous game. Yeah. We talk about dangerous games a lot. That's true. But it's it's the truth. Like this life, not not that we're trying to like make it overly serious. It's actually overly simple. It is. And and what you were saying there just made me. I tell this to the junior high students all the time. The more you study God's word, the more simple it gets because it all comes back to God's love for us. Every little thing that we get wrong is missing the fact that it that God loves us, mm-hmm. and that's just the same thing here. And and and. Showing the love that God has for us and taking that to the world. Yep. 
That is what this whole big book is all about. You can, I mean, there's teachings in there. You can learn all about aspects of life, but when you when you when you take it down, We're gonna boil it down to one thing. One thing. That's what it is, and it runs through the beginning to the end of Scripture. Yep. It's all about love and God's love for us. Yep, that's and, it. And as and that's what Jesus is. That's the heart of Jesus's teaching. He does it very like strong. Yeah. And and you think of Jesus as meek. Jesus was. Was far. Well, he was. He, meek. he was meek, but he his teaching wasn't weak. It, no, it, it was full of strength and it was convicting. It's profound. It, it, it was so strong and in like like countercultural that it, he died because of it. Yes. right. And and that's because <laughs> they were like this guy's like he's a revolutionary. Yeah, essentially what he was. He came in to change the way people thought and the way people did life. And, and he did it by what? Loving people yeah, and, and, and serving people. And, and that's why I always say, like, if Jesus was living today, we would crucify him all over again. Yeah. Is we're we are convinced that we're doing it right. And Jesus would probably show us all the things in love that we're doing wrong. Right. <laughs> and be like, okay, this is what you really need to fix. You right. Because to- if if you if your action, you cannot boil it down to you are loving somebody. Yep. Then maybe you need to reconsider what you feel is the correct thing to do in the situation, yep. because this whole scripture and our whole purpose is to first love God and then love others, and that's like it. we love ourselves. And, and the love ourselves parts in there as well. The easiest aspect of life is to love yourself, right? So God's saying, now transfer that over to others, and you'll live in harmony. Yeah. Like if you if we truly loved everyone as we love ourselves, there would be like amazing <laughs> harmony. <laughs> it's true in this life. Like it would be a utopia. Yeah, uh, and that's why I mean Jesus knows that. Yeah, but he also realizes that yeah, sinful man's still going to always go back to their own own ways, uh, and that's why they need we need him. Yeah. Like like we've been even reading uh, we've been reading through uh, the book of Lamentations. Did I say that right? That's that's a read right the, there. The it's the book of laments. Yeah. Which is, oh, this is everything's going wrong. We were doing it on Wednesday nights, but it's, it's you know, looking at that, the brokenness of, of the absolute depravity of man yeah. at that time. I mean, there's stuff that you read in, in Lamentations, and it's like, man, the people were gone. Like, yeah. they were off the deep end, the things that they were doing, and why God allowed them to be, you know, overtaken. Again, why Jerusalem was allowed to fall. God didn't want Jerusalem to fall. Man allowed it to fall because yeah. of their own pride. And it's always, we always lead to our own destruction because of our pride instead of trying to do things the way that God has always intended. And then you have Jeremiah in that who's like, you know, God's calling him to do more in a time where he wants to just give up. And that's why the book exists. Yeah. And sometimes we just have to look to God in these difficult times and say, okay, God, I do trust you, even though the circumstance seems really difficult like i'm like I, this anger that i have seems really difficult well god's like well yeah don't you don't do it on your own look to me jesus says that look to me look to me look to me uh and that's that's all it comes down to is like are are we even looking to the source to to the source to actually help us or are we just going to keep trying to do it our own way and fail over and over that's all I got for today, yeah, Zach. I think that's a good podcast, Steve. It was, it was, it was, it was a heavy one. Yeah. A little bit heavy. Talk about I, our anger issues. I always say, yeah, that's something I need to work through, for <laughs> sure. But anyway. For, Z- for Zach and Steve have a podcast, I'm Zach. I'm Steve. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.